morning. You're on Swap Shop. Yeah, listen, a little bit of a problem here. My, my father, we lost our family dog, and his name is Blumpkin. It would really help if people can look out for him. All right, now Salt what? Salt and pepper colored. Okay. And can I my father tell you the description, please? He can. And what street are you on or where are you located? He'll, he'll tell you that. Hold on one okay. second. He's just a little upset. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. Oh, here he is. Go uh, ahead. Okay. God, oh, buddy. Folks, we got we to gotta get good people to stand up against these people. All right. Now, what, uh, what community do you live in? What street are you on? Uh, you might want to put your son back on the phone here. So we just get the information. Daddy? We just need the information here if we can get this out, okay? I'm sorry. Okay. Why don't you just tell us where, what street you live on, sir? The street, Daddy. What street do you live on? The street. Can you just talk, sir? Can I talk to the son? Can I talk to the son, please? Daddy, can you give him the street, please? I tell you what, won't y'all call back, okay? I've got another phone ringing here, and I don't need to be, I don't need to be irrational here, but I need some information, or we're gonna have to move on and see him call back. <laughs> so that's why that you know I try to be kind to people, and uh, it's time to get toned up and firmed up in time for summer. Get rid of that ball. Your pudge today, and you'll be ready for summer. On today's Howard Stern Show. Howard's yeah. Cleaning. In green in a certain color. Out. Howard's cleaning out his computer. I am? I, yeah. I am. Howard's cleaning out. I'm Gary Page One. Clips from his computer. Got to make them hurt. What's going on with the computer? It's blinking out on me. He's cleaning out. Oh. Hey, now. Following the Kobe Bryant story very closely, I seem to be obsessed that Kobe's parents, you know, Kobe didn't get along with his parents because his parents decided to sell his stuff. When he was playing in the NBA, they they took it, they cleaned out some stuff from his room and put it on eBay, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and he and then he opened up and said, you know, I, even when I went to buy my parents a house, they were like, it's not good enough. It wasn't big enough or, you know, like. They would decide what house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they were owed it. Like it was reparations for raising him. Yeah. So he, they say at the time of Kobe's death that, in fact, he was on the verge of some sort of reconciliation because the dad was over at the basketball camp that he had. Uh, but who knows? My- yeah, sometimes it's when you have these famous children who who can really produce income you wonder if the parents are still parents bill howard was selling his stuff <laughs> bless and howard yeah, my mom called me last night because i had a cold well you said she'd call every day yeah she called me i said oh she's being good she didn't call 
Howard, I just want to know how uh... <laughs> I go, Mom, I'm fine. I'm actually kind of over the cold. It was a little rough today, but uh, I feel much better. All right, good. I'm going to get off the phone right now so you can rest. <laughs> I said, but I'm, I'm better. Or, you know, you know, I feel okay. No, well, no, no. You no, no, no. Get off the phone. <laughs> Call me when you're completely better. <laughs> what? I didn't understand your father. <laughs> but by the way, we're selling your stuff. <laughs> Remember the T-shirts you left on your bed? And I told you no T-shirts on the bed. And you said I embarrassed you in front of your friends. And I had to spank you with a hanger. I'm selling the hanger and the T-shirt. Oh. You still have that. You, yeah, I thought you threw that out. And I'm selling your puppets and your baby teeth. <laughs> and the underwear that you had with the grit. Oh, boy. It was stained, and it, it, it was so stained, I had to wash it out in front of your sister's friends. Remember that? I do. Selling that. On eBay? On eBay. Uh, what is that? eBay. Who? Uh, eBay. Well, go ahead. Sell whatever you want. Thank goodness I don't believe this story, because they don't know what eBay is. We don't know what eBay is. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. <laughs> Remember in Roosevelt, you found that dirty, filthy, nudist magazine <laughs> with the women playing soccer and volleyball naked with their big bush? Yeah. We're selling that. <laughs> you still have that. I, I didn't know. I thought I'd gotten rid of that. What shape is that in? Oh, God. Your was, ratty yeah. masturbation book. <laughs> and those dirty, filthy sneakers you wore to school. They look like rags on your feet. <laughs> oh, my mother was so hung up. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, I was in a, first of all, I lived in a black community where sneakers were a big commodity. Like if you had cons, you were very, very cool. Yeah. In fact, you might even get beaten up. And, and, and they would be taken from right off your feet. Yeah. So I guess in retrospect, it's good. I didn't have cons, <laughs> but I always wanted cons, but I got like, you know, PF flyers or whatever. they. Oh, uh, right. You know, so. Uh, but my mother would be like, you're not wearing sneakers to school. Why? Everyone does. Don't tell me what everyone does. You're you. And they are them. Wow, that's profound. You know, I just wanted to wear sneakers and fit in. I didn't have the right skin color to fit in. I didn't have the right clothing to fit in. At least if I had the right shoes to fit in, maybe, maybe, I, you know, I would have felt a little better about myself. Those sneakers look like rags on the feet. <laughs> <laughs> then she'd crack herself up. But, Mom, I just want to wear them. It's what everyone's wearing. You should dress every day like you're going to meet the governor. Why? Because you never know who you're going to see. And those Fakakta sneakers, I don't know why people wear them. They look like rags on the feet. You said that already. Rags on the feet. <laughs> I never had sneakers. What is that battle? I never had sneakers. I know. Your father never wore sneakers. Is that true? 
That's right. Wow. And uh, I never had sneakers when I was a young girl. I had one pair of shoes. <laughs> Many days, I wore bread bags on my feet. Bread bags? Get out of here. Listen, we were very poor. Now you're making things up. <laughs> yeah. Like it's my problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't, my parents never, you know, my parents, they never, they, they were always on my side that way. They weren't trying to sell. Like you read about certain uh, Hollywood celebrities, the the parents try to write a yeah, book the about them. Yeah, the parents have to be controlled. Or the, the prince, uh, the princess over there, a father's busy giving interviews and, Giving away letters she's written to there him. You yeah. So, you know, somebody's, uh, I read somebody's brother was, uh, you know, it, it, it's just amazing how families will turn. But my parents never sold any of my stuff. We're going to sell your Imus poster. The one with you and Imus that they had in the subway. <laughs> <laughs> my parents used to have that hanging in my bedroom when, um, after I left the house, I was married, had kids. My parents had kind of a shrine to me in the, uh, in what used to be my bedroom, oh. they had uh, the WNBC uh, poster from what they put in the subways. Right. It was, uh, it was me and Imus. <laughs> if we weren't so bad, we wouldn't be so good. Remember right, that slogan? Right, yeah. Yeah, baby, if we weren't so bad, we wouldn't be so good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard, I read heard that, that uh, Kobe and his family didn't get along, but I didn't know what the bone of contention was. Yeah, because his father was a basketball player and I'm sure he feels he t he made Kobe what he is. I'm embarrassed that uh, whenever a big celebrity, I mean, somebody big dies. I always have to figure out if I'm more famous than them and more important in show business. And, you know, at first glance, you go, Howard, you're not as important as Kobe because Kobe was beloved. People were going to the Staples Center. But I thought about it. You know, my audience, you don't see. But I have millions of followers, millions of fans who listen every day. Uh, actually, this isn't my thought. It's my magic mirror. I have a magic mirror. I just look at it. and I go, <laughs> magic the mi mirror. The mirror tells you that. Yeah, I go. I look at it and I go, Kobe Bryant just died. Who's the fairest of them all? You're like that. Uh, I'm like a Disney character. Snow White. I'm like Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> I look in the mirror and I go, who's more? Only you hear this mirror. Because otherwise, if people heard this, they would think I'm a terrible person. That's right. Who's the fairest of them all? Was Kobe more popular than me? And the mirror said, well, look, I'm going to be straight with you. Right now, you probably think Kobe is, but... And Kobe is known internationally. He had fans in China. You're, you know, Mirror told me my movie didn't do squat for business in China. I was an internationally <laughs> Mirror said that to you. The Mirror told me. <laughs> the Mirror was straight with me. And then the Mirror said, but wait a second. You are the most important guy in radio. In your field, you're number one. While, and then the Mirror went on to say that Kobe, while he was one of the greats, he wasn't the greatest like you are in your field. You could argue uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or yeah, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, there's plenty of greats on the yeah. list. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And so the mirror started to talk to me and tell me that in many ways, I am more important than Kobe Bryant. 
Well, that's a, and all, all good. And then all was well in my kingdom. But you know these things are a matter of timing as well. I was thinking about, right. look, Kobe had this all to himself. That's right. No other person of note died at the same time. Uh, there was an award show coming up that night. Right. You know, so a lot of live stuff was happening. Well, meanwhile, the mirror even said to me that I didn't even know this, but the mirror told me that Jimmy Kimmel um, had no studio audience last night. Did you know this? No. Because he was too upset about Kobe Bryant that he didn't think he could be funny in front of a studio audience. And he cried. Of course, Jimmy cried. And Jimmy Fallon cried. Wow. Now that's something. And the mirror, the Jimmy mi- Kimmel but, cries at everything. Yeah, but the mirror said, Howard, if you die, Jimmy will take a week of no audience because Jimmy won't be funny you for a whole week. You think Jimmy will work? Jimmy might not even work. That's why, that's why the mirror said, you are more famous than Kobe Bryant. Not famous, but more, well, yeah, I guess, I guess the mirror was telling me I was more important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most famous of all? Howard, this is your magic mirror. Oh. You are. You are, Howard. Thank you so much, magic mirror. Kobe just put a ball in a hoop. You've been the king of all media ever since you decided that you were. Baba Booey. <laughs> Let me tell you something, magic mirror. I have to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I I was kind of bullshitting that there was a magic mirror. It's really you. I hear you. And Robin hears you. Everyone hears you. We can all hear you. We all hear you. You look so handsome this morning, Howard. Thank you, magic mirror. Magic mirror, do you think that I really am the most, even more famous than Kobe and Jimmy will cry for a whole week on the air? Oh, if you were to die, Jimmy Kimmel would wear a black veil like a widow and throw himself in a Can you hear the magic mirror? Yes. Oh. I'm listening to every word. And then Molly so and here we can't hear the magic the mirror. Coffin. Who? I don't know. Hello? Well, maybe we can only magic hear mirror? it in here. Hold it. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> could you put a stop to the magic mirror for a second? <laughs> Fred, can you hear the magic mirror? It's coming through in one channel. Yeah, what's going on yeah, with the magic mirror? Yeah, it is mirror? only one channel. Yeah. I'm getting really fucked up in the head here. We're doing a great bit, but they're telling me only I can hear it. <laughs> Motherfucker. It really is a magic mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in your head. I'm getting notes. He goes, you're the only one hearing the magic mirror. I go, maybe I really am insane. Can oh. someone tell, Gary, can you hear the magic mirror? I could, but some other people couldn't. <laughs> How is that possible? I don't know. Oh, shit. Well, who could hear it? And who couldn't? And why? All right. Uh, guys, stop handing me notes about the magic mirror. You know, I orchestrate this stuff. I work on it all night. And, I know. And then it's gone. Well, I guess it all can't work out. Well, you know, maybe I'll ask you a question uh, while they're working on the magic mirror. No, they'll have the magic mirror when I'm on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> right now is when the magic mirror has to happen. No, you know, the, the Lakers-Clippers game was postponed because of Kobe's death. What wow. would be postponed because of your death? All of radio would go silent. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's why I need the magic mirror. She would tell us the answer. <laughs> It's embarrassing that we're the only ones who can hear the magic mirror. <laughs> I thought my head was going to split open. Um, yeah, but it says here, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know this. 
that Jimmy Kimmel came out. Jimbo Kimball. And he was upset about Kobe, of course. And what was his relationship? He must have interviewed Kobe on the show? I don't know. I, I don't know what his relationship was. But my, my agent called me last night to remind me how I met Kobe Bryant. I knew I had met him somewhere. Okay. What uh, was... Here's the, the story. Okay. I um, When my incredible film, Private Parts, came out. Okay. If you remember, I um, was up for an award. Actually, the Blockbuster Award. The Blockbuster Award for Best Newcomer. Yeah, I couldn't remember what award show it was. Oh, you were there? Yes. All right. I told you the story yesterday. Yeah, but I thought it was a different story. I didn't know. So my agent told me this. This is what his recollection is. So uh, I'm up for this award called, the. remember Blockbuster, the videos? Y yeah, the one that went out of business. Hello, <laughs> Magic Mirror, are you there? Because they wouldn't buy no. Amazon right. or not Netflix. <laughs> right. So, um, anyway, Blockbuster had an award show and I was nominated for best newcomer for the film private parts, which I was really kind of excited about because I thought, well, you know what? That is a good film. It should, it should definitely be up for an Oscar, but since they won't give me one of those, I'll certainly take the Blockbuster award. And by the way, and you are a newcomer to movies. Yeah. And my <laughs> agent, I remember he took the call and he was like, uh, Hey, uh, what is this award? They go, look, tween us. He's going to win. If he shows up, he'll win. And then I was like, I was, uh, I was happy, but I was also a little bit disillusioned. The curtain had been pulled back. You know, all of a sudden it's like, oh. If he shows up. Yeah. If, if he'll, he'll agree to come and get it. Right. So uh, my agent said, if you go to this, I forget where it was, probably in L.A. Yeah, it was L.A. Yeah. And, I, and they go, you go to L.A. and it'll be broadcast on TV. And you could get an award and you can make a speech and everything. I was like, oh, cool. All right. I'll, I'll go. I want, you know, I want it. I want, I wanted the award for my acting. I fell right into that. You know how I always go awards are bullshit? I fucking but wanted that. But as soon that. as you as soon as acted, it was me, you wanted one. I, I wanted an award. I'll be honest. <laughs> they even told me you can pick whoever you want to present it to you. And I got, uh -huh. um, the very beautiful Heather Locklear. Yes. And uh, I said, hey, Heather, while we're on stage, I'll I'll uh, jump on top of you and start kissing you and stuff. She goes, OK, let's do it. <laughs> it was funny. But anyway, uh, so I go to these blockbuster awards and my agent is there with me and evidently Robin is, too. And I don't even remember these awards except for seeing Janet Jackson's ass up close. Right. <laughs> I, I was oh, that's right. I was sitting next to you. I turned to Robin. I go, Robin. Yeah. Look at the size of Janet Jackson's ass. I never knew it was that big. It was like it was like literally like she was carrying a trunk. It was 15 minutes before she could pass yeah. us. Yeah, it was it wild. Was still coming. <laughs> yeah, it's she had the original Kim Kardashian ass. Yeah. Janet Jackson. It was amazing. It's crazy. And you think about Michael Jackson, how he was built. He was so slight with no ass. No ass at all. No ass at all. <laughs> and uh, Janet Jackson had an ass. She that, had his ass and her. Oh, my God. She had the whole F Jackson Family. 5 ass. <laughs> she had the Jackson 5 ass. But, uh, yeah, she was there. I remember Mariah Carey was singing, and I could swear she was looking at me singing to me. Oh, don't you remember what happened hero? later that night? No. She came and we did a show after that. Yeah. No, that was at the MTV Awards. No, no, no. Yeah. We were, this was Blockbuster because okay. I remember this very clearly. And somebody got her to come and, and sit and do uh, an interview with us. Yeah. And we were telling her how good she was. 
yeah. on the show. And then she said, I could see you guys making fun of me because we were making fun of her hand gestures. Oh, you're right. Look at that. <laughs> Man, you really have some memory. Steel trap. Good Not for you. quite, because I couldn't remember it was the Blockbuster Awards where well, we saw Kobe. My agent, uh, Don, was uh, reminding me because we were talking and he said, the way you met Kobe was we were backstage. And Don said you weren't much of a sports fan then, and now you're not even a sports <laughs> fan. But I saw Don saw this tall, very tall, skinny kid yeah. hanging out. By kid, 18 years old, he was fresh in the NBA, uh, Kobe Bryant. You know. And uh, Don went over to him. He, he recognized him and said hello. And he says, hey, you want to come over and say hi to my man? And he said, Kobe Bryant was so, like, fresh out of high school, he was standing backstage by himself, kind of taking it all in, looking around like a kid who had just, you know, gotten to the big city. That's what I said, because it looked like his head yeah. was on a swivel, looking to see who was there. That's what Don said. Yeah. So Don said, hello to him, uh, honor to meet you, blah, 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 blah. You know, Don was all psyched to meet him. And he says, uh, after the conversation, he goes, would you like to come over and say hi to my man? Which, you know, probably in his mind meant boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but in any case, uh, I guess he had been checking me out, Kobe. So he, he came over, said hello. We said a quick hello, and that was it. But that's how I met Kobe Bryant. Right, and I was right next to you. I thought I had introduced you to Kobe Bryant. Maybe Don is right. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? <laughs> you know what? You take credit for it. Who cares? Who cares who introduced me to him? But anyway, we did meet Kobe Bryant. You were right. Um, but, but like I said, Jimmy was so broken up last night that Dimple he, Kimble. you want to talk to the magic mirror? She's back. <laughs> She's back. Okay. Let's see. Is that you magic mirror? Yes, Howard, I'm back. Yeah. We just had some technical difficulties. Magic is tricky, you know. I know. By the way, no one believes that I have a magic mirror. Whenever a celebrity <laughs> dies, especially one as famous as Kobe Bryant, I always check in with you to see that I'm the fairest of them all. Mm -hmm. And I'm the most famous and most wonderful, right? You are. And have I told you how thick and luscious your hair looks today? <laughs> yeah, well, you magic, have a tough job, Magic Mirror. Magic Mirror, um, mm -hmm. I was telling Robin what you said to me last night in my delusion. You said to me <laughs> that delusion. I am number one in radio. And while Kobe was great at basketball, he wasn't the greatest of all time. And in my chosen field, I am the greatest. Oh, yes. No, no vomit enthusiast has ever loved Kobe like they love you. Right. What did she say? Something about a vomit enthusiast. You're number one with vomit enthusiasts. What does that have to... Magic Mirror, you were so much better you, when no one could hear you. Are you loony? <laughs> vomit enthusiast. Yes, Kobe could play basketball, but he couldn't turn on the vomit community or slow adults like you do, Howard. Right. That's, but that, that's a good point. So explain to Robin what you told me last night. Even though Kobe was famous in China and has many, many fans and there's an outpouring of love for him, you were saying that Jimmy Kimmel will probably take a whole week off if I die. Oh, yes. He would be absolutely devastated. He'd throw himself in your coffin with you and you'd get to spend eternity with your butt buddy. Oh. Yeah. He would actually die with you. Yes, the entire world would be devastated. The Whack Pack would jack up their cameo rates in your honor. But Magic Mary, you're serious, right? Like, I'm I'm more important in my field than Kobe is in his, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's embarrassing to admit that I have a magic mirror that tells me that I'm the fairest in <laughs> them all because that shows how shallow. And, That's and, right. And, That's and, ridiculous. I mean, imagine a terrible tragedy like that happens, and I go right to my magic mirror and I say, "Magic mirror, I'm more famous than would him." Right? Something would they make more of my death than they're making of Kobe? You see, I think they're going to make more of Kobe's death than mine, and that's why I went to the magic mirror. Right. Well, and, did she calm you down? Magic mirror. Oh no, people are <laughs> leaving basketballs at Kobe's memorial. But you know what they would do for you? What? They would fart in jars and eat Metamucil crackers. Jen <laughs> <laughs> Sherman will cry through an entire Peloton class. I think she would, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Jen Sherman at Peloton's is going to go, oh, you know, it's terrible about Kobe, but I think she might actually stop the class. She's, she's still holding classes. That's right. After Kobe's death. And so, your penis is so large, <laughs> so much bigger than Kobe's. I wonder who else will jump in my grave. Marianne from Brooklyn? Yes, it will be a big pile-up. They'll barely be able to cover it with dirt. <laughs> well, I thought he was going into a mausoleum, Magic You know Mirror. what the problem is, Magic Mirror? And this is what I said to her last night. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, like, President Obama's not going to tweet about me. and he President might. I don't even think President Trump will. Not anymore. No. He would have. Yeah, in the old days <laughs> he would have. But So I'm saying maybe, maybe i got to come to grips with the fact that that uh, that that Kobe's more famous than me and, and more important. They might not tweet, but Bobo will light himself on fire like a Tibetan monk. Does that help? The only thing that helped what you said is that I'm clearly number one in my field. But oh, that, yes, um, Howard. Yeah, I'm being serious, Magic Murray. I, I, I like your <laughs> argument that I'm number one in my field and Kobe, while a great player, was not the most important player in the NBA. He was great at basketball, but you got Richard to eat Gary's nose hair. Yeah, no. Now you're not making me feel so good. You got Lenny Dykstra to sing songs about eating pussy. That's true. Kobe couldn't do that. Yeah. Magic Mirror, what do I pay you? I forget. All right. Not enough. (laughs) Thank you, Magic Mirror. And and thank you that everyone can hear you. Have a wonderful day, Howard. Your nose looks so small. (laughs) Thank you, Magic Mirror. Goodbye. It's embarrassing that... Someone dies. And, That's uh, all you can think of. Well, that wasn't all I could think of. <laughs> I actually keep thinking about Kobe's daughter. I do too. And you know, there were she two so other cute. kids on the on the helicopter. I it know. wasn't all. She wasn't the only child that died. No. Kobe's daughter. I saw this picture. She's so cute. Like and they had such little, a cute relationship. Yeah, sweet the things little you face. see of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, when they figured this whole thing out, Kobe owned his own helicopter. Kobe had a private pilot who only worked for him. And the pilot probably was, they were probably like told, listen, the police aren't even flying this day with their helicopters because there's so much fog. And then all of a sudden, like Kobe's like, oh, shit, man, come on. It's my daughter's game, blah, blah, blah. Well, they probably put, they were cleared to fly. They were? Yeah, from what I understand. Uh, However, they had told, he even requested not to be flying on instruments, to be flying with visual uh, control. Why would you do that on a foggy day? Because you can get information from the tower. Uh. And then I guess see what's going on. But they kept telling him he was flying too low and he raised his altitude. But then when he went into that turn, he dropped down again. 
And I don't know why. By the way, uh, a lot of email about you being a helicopter aficionado uh, and expert yesterday. Some fans thought Robin was way off base when she weighed in on helicopter crashes yesterday. That's show. just because that guy called up and suggested it. Please tell Robin that she is not an expert on everything. <laughs> Listening to her talk about Kobe's helicopter crash made me annoyed and angry. Sure it did. I wish she would stop pretending to be an expert on something she clearly has no knowledge of. Robin, it's not that I have no knowledge. I've seen a helicopter. <laughs> Are you arguing with the email? <laughs> Robin doesn't know. Well, don't be ridiculous. Of course I have some knowledge of a helicopter. Robin doesn't know anything about helicopters. If the engines fail, it will drop out of the sky like an 8,000-pound rock. It will hit the ground in seconds. But this didn't necessarily unless, have to be that. Unless the auto rotation is a successful... Something or other, I, whatever. Anyway, the but audience. But I do, you know, with all those kids on the plane, I hope it was a fast descent, and they didn't know what was going to happen to them. Robin, let's leave it at that. Yes, because uh, it was terrible. People did say we managed to put a smile on their face yesterday, even though they were sad about Kobe Bryant. Which is my point. I'm going to tell tell this to Jimmy, and tell this to the Magic Mirror. And yeah, I'm going to tell the Magic Mirror. I'm letting you get back on the air. <laughs> What do you want me to tell the magic mirror? <laughs> that you put a smile on people's faces yesterday, even though they were sad about Kobe. Thank you for bringing a smile to my... Where is that magic mirror? I'm going to tell her <laughs> off. Thank you for bringing a smile to my face the day after the devastating death of Kobe Bryant. When in the face of tragedy, you guys know how to create laughter in a respectful way. All due respect to my buddy, uh, Jimmy. We went on the air yesterday. We were even more broken up about Kobe than anybody. It was fresh news. Robin and I came in here like two troopers. I didn't even know if I could laugh when we first went Where is that magic mirror? (laughs) Magic mirror. Robin and I came in here like troopers, unlike Jimmy, and we didn't didn't kick anybody out of the audience. We didn't change the show. That's right, Robin. You're being very critical right now, Howard. No, I'm saying we are, are very important. Oh, yes, of course you are. You threw that together. It was wonderful. You made everyone so joyful in the entire world. Thank you, Magic Mirror. That's all. I just wanted to tell you that. I'm in line now, Howard. Line of what? I'm in line with your way of thinking. Oh, okay. Thank you, Magic <laughs> you Mirror. Her out. I paid that Magic Mirror a fortune. <laughs> You're making America laugh again. <laughs> Thank you, Magic Mirror. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Lovely woman. She's 400 years old. Wow. I was in, I was at an emotional low on Sunday night after processing the death of Kobe Bryant. Waking up to Howard and Robin always makes me feel a little bit better. There is something very soothing about hearing the two of them talk that makes me feel a little happier. Love you guys. Wow. Yeah, what, what is Jimmy's relationship with Kobe? Because I got to figure when I die. Well, look, Jimmy's going to go berserk. I want to know if Jimmy cried more for that lion. Kimball, Kimball. You know, remember the lion that was killed by that mm-hmm. hunter? And Jimmy cried about that. Did he cry more for Kobe? What happened to the people who had tickets that night for his show? Like, were they just returned away? And, and like, you know, a lot of people that do that are on vacation. Hmm. This is their only opportunity. Let's call them up and yell at them. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Jimmy ended his show with a video montage of Kobe set to acoustic version of My Hero by the Foo Fighters. So Jimmy, maybe Jimmy was uh, hanging out with him at Ted Sarandos's house. I don't know. That's the new place to be if I lived in Hollywood. Ted Sarandos has these parties. Oh, yeah? Yeah, And yeah. that's where everybody goes to meet? Yeah. Like Eddie Murphy and, you know, whoever. Eddie Murphy even comes. Oh, everyone goes. 
Well, that Ted right. must be very powerful. He pays him a fortune. That's <laughs> how so he gets him there. You don't get you don't get these guys to show up unless you pay them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and Jimmy Fallon, we should leave him out. He cried too. So I've never seen Jimmy cry on the show. I yeah, don't think. but I think he did have an audience. He cried in front of people. Yeah, that's not easy to do. He, he had his back to them. <gasps> really? Wait, wait a second. This I got to hear. Jimmy <laughs> Fallon went on TV and turned his back to the audience and cried. They they had him like cloaked in darkness, like they weren't lit, and he he was facing away from them. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Maybe I should do something like that. Ellen got emotional too, and that was in front of her audience. Look at this: Stephen Colbert lit himself on fire. Wow. What? Is that right? I'll have to go. I tape these shows. I'll watch them. My goodness. Well, anyway, Magic Mirror says we're the best because we help people laugh. That's right. We don't shirk our duties. One of the ways we helped people laugh yesterday was playing tapes of J.D. drunk and high at a dinner party. <laughs> people enjoyed hearing J.D. intoxicated. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, this one says, stop it. I'm going to die laughing. You need to air two hours of J.D. high every day going forward. This is captivating so madness. More mushmouth. Nothing makes my morning more enjoyable or life less depressing than hearing audio of weed and wine. JD, the kid is a fucking mess. Please keep it coming. Love him. They love you, JD. They love you, you drunken high. You know, I don't know. The worse you get, the better your love. I can't understand JD sober, and I really can't understand him wasted. But I could listen to him butcher thriller all day. Yeah, that was pretty good. Where is that thriller? You got that one, Fred? I'll have to look. I don't have that on my page. You don't have that. All right. It's weird. We moved the clock, and it's fucking me up. I'm used to seeing it right in front of me, and oh. I, I have to turn my head. It's a lot of work. You know. Um, a couple other things before I take a break, and we're going to clean out the computer a bit today. Um, let's see. Well, some things down I wanted to talk to you about first. Oh, I did finally get to watch the Grammys. I fast-forwarded through them. You I know. did watch the Grammys yesterday. Yeah, most of the performances were horrible. But, but I didn't uh, think uh, the Aerosmith uh, performance was as bad as I was reading about. No, you know what happened? It's pretty clear. They, had, they were victims of a horrible audio mix. I mean, I don't know who was mixing that thing, but they fucked Aerosmith over. Yeah, but, it, you know, the way they talked about it in the paper, they should never be on television again. It wasn't their fault. It sounded like um, they were in a like a vacuum or a, or a, or a, a, a very echoey auditorium like. Right. That they didn't have a good yeah. PA system. It's like if I did the whole show like this. Yeah. CBS <laughs> FM. Now, I'll tell you a couple of things. I don't know much about Tyler, the creator, but he was making a speech. He won some sort of award. And I thought he was kind of an interesting guy. And then the music came on and cut him off. Right. I found that very insulting to him. Uh, Bonnie Raitt is still great. And the, the only thing I like, uh, Alicia Keys hosting anything. I don't, I don't get it. Sorry. I don't mean to be mean to her, but I don't get her. Some people, I, some, I just feel they like, like her. This is the second year in a row. She sounds like the magic mirror to me. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, she's like, hi, everyone. Love, love. There's so much love in the room. I can't I'm be- feeling it. I got to tell you, I never saw anybody more relaxed hosting a show. Yeah, I, no, she almost looked like she needed a cattle prod to wake her up. Yeah, a little shot of adrenaline might have helped her out. <laughs> you know, oh, man, there's so much peace and love. And, and you know, it's just so much love. Peace and lo- love. Love is here in this room. And, and you she know She stood what? there for a one moment. She goes, oh, I think I'm supposed to be doing something. Yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling this love. <laughs> I'm like, could she say love more? But uh, one thing I did like is she came, she kept changing her outfit. And she's into this thing where she doesn't wear makeup, but she does. You yeah, know what I mean? of course that's makeup. It's a look like I'm not wearing makeup, but I am wearing makeup. Right. But she at one point had this new thing, and I like this. It's these titty dresses. They're cut real low, and you see side titty. Like the, You don't see the front of the titties. You see the sides of them just right up to the nip. It just, like, dares you to see the nip. <laughs> In fact, she was doing that thing. It wasn't a blazer she was wearing, but right. she basically didn't have a front of her dress. And what's great about it is is that, you know, it's like, hey, I want to put my nip out there, but we know we can't. <laughs> but I'm going to show you most of my titty because I'm pretty proud of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, like, actually, these titty dresses, because they were afraid nipple slip out, the titty dresses flatten out the titties to look like pancakes. Titties. Right, but the side yeah. is there for you to see. Yeah, but her titty was so flat, yeah. flattened out like a pancake. Because she has to glue that stuff to right. it so it doesn't slip. I'm glad they don't make something where like part of your penis shows because I don't have much penis. <laughs> well, that's coming. Oh, please no, Robert. <laughs> Let me go before that happens. <laughs> Alicia Keys opening at the Grammys, third column. Yeah, I don't I mean... Let me see. Well, that Real was talk. All the sad Real talk. talk about Kobe. Real talk. There's a lot going on. Real talk, baby. There's a lot going on. And can I also have a little more piano in my ears, please, so I can properly serenade the people? Yeah. You know, I need to, I need to serenade y'all for a minute. But you know what? I'm proud to be standing here. You know, I am. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe she has that new virus and she can't stand. <laughs> I'm here for the artist. I'm here for the artist. I'm proud to be standing. I'm proud to be standing. What the fuck are you talking about? You're proud to be standing and you're proud of the artist. And I feel the energy of all the beautiful artists in this room. It's going to be an amazing night. What's that uh, accent? Is she trying to put that on a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Amazing. All of a sudden, she drops a G. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know from the G. <laughs> she knows it's amazing. Amazing night. Amazing. Because it's a new decade. Yeah, it's baby. It's a new decade. It's a new decade. I don't know what the fuck this woman's talking about. <laughs> Even Oprah. But that's what's fun. Oprah called me. She goes, I think she sounds a little self-important. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Hi, Howard, it's Oprah. Don't you think she's over the top? Yo, 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 yo. It's time for newness. <laughs> I don't know. What, one, not one of those things means but if anything. if you say these things, people can't argue with you. People in the audience, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Because you know, you can't, you know, she's so sweet. You can't come. And she, she's just so pleasant. But, you but can't come out against her. You think this, she's hip and she's cool. Mm. And if I don't understand what she's saying, I'm not. What it? What is it time for newness? Newness. What does that mean? I don't know. It's time for newness, baby. 
And we refuse the negative energy. Oh, yeah. We refuse. I, not on this show. Get out of here, negative energy. I hate to say this, but I think President Trump's tweets make more sense. <laughs> if, if Trump tweeted out what she was saying. <laughs> Somebody come and lock him up. <laughs> That's it. They'd impeach him. That's right. Twenty. What is that? The 25th Amendment? L- Lindsey Graham would, would be like, you fuck this guy. <laughs> Time for newness. We got to get this guy out of here. I say, I say. He's finally lost it completely. Yeah, baby. Now you're talking my what language. System? What are you, Bernie Sanders? Yeah. <laughs> we refuse the new systems. We reject the negativity. We are into the newness. Nanu nanuness. <laughs> it's time to remember to forget. <laughs> Where's my piano music, Fred? <laughs> I need more piano in my ear. She uh, even said that. Yeah. Feel me on that. She sounds like my magic mirror. <laughs> Feel me on that. I got to transcribe this. And whatever, the next time I'm asked to say a few words. You got to say them just like that. And I guarantee you they haul me off. Two I guys say, in white coats. Did you see him last night? He, he, he was lost out it. of his mind. I just want to say we should feel the newness. It's a new decade, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Grammys. I'm just tinkling these keys because I'm so glad to be here with you. I got a serenade, y'all. It's amazing. A little while, a little bit. I don't know if I like this music, Fred, because you use I'll this see, all the time. I'll give me, see, give me something. I gotta new. look for something. Like I'm sitting there tinkling the ivories. I'll see if I can find something. Give me some more piano in my ear. We want to be respected and safe in our diversity. Yes. We want to be shifting to realness. Yes, honey. Say it. Be shifting to realness. What? You're, you embarrassed to say that? <laughs> I don't know how to shift. <laughs> just lift up on one cheek and let it out. <laughs> Everybody, I just want you to... Fred, what, what's with the piano? I'll go, I can go hire a piano player faster <laughs> than you can. That's not what I wanted. All right. Sorry. I'll find something better. Jesus. We're doing a bit here. I hear you. People are, people are hungering for my... <laughs> what my are greatness. you going to say next? Yeah. Wait, I'm Fred. Real talk. There's a lot going on. Real talk, baby. There's a lot going on. Okay, what's going on? And can I also have a little more piano in my ears, please, so I can please. probably serenade the people. The people. You know, I need, I need to serenade y'all for a minute. But you know what? Hmm. Proud to be standing here. Yeah. No. I don't think there's one thing that I understand on this. (laughs) I mean, it all sounds positive, but. I do understand I need more piano in my ear. Gary, can you go hire me a piano player, please? (laughs) Just just come in the studio. Let's see more. Let's see. So I want to show some love to some of the artists that spoke this language so beautifully with us this year. Is she vamping or? I want to share some love with some of the artists that spoke this language with us. Fred, no year. piano? I'm trying to find a good track. I'm... Just give me anything. I don't care. Oh, no, you're not. Give me the it. other one. Okay. Uh... Give me the other one. It's only piano we want. <laughs> don't tell me about it. So I got something for you. All right, you want to hear it? Here we go. 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 I don't like this. It's the same one he always well, plays. Well, you said give it give it back to you, so I was trying. I'm ready to do it, but you got no piano. I don't Forget have the, what you're looking for. All right. 
Fair enough. No piano music in this whole fucking joint. <laughs> There's not anyone out there who can find me a piano song. Where's that magic mirror? I'll talk to her. <laughs> Why don't you just search piano music on the internet? What do you think of that? What do you do when I say get piano music? Try, try, let me take the I'm searching. I'm searching the internet. I'm also searching. What do you put other, in? What do you search? Uh, like, uh, like I was looking for just piano solo. Yeah. And, and what came up? Uh, shit is what came up. Shit came up. Shit came up. Play me what comes up when you have piano solo. All right. Is that better? I mean, it's not great, but it's better. I've lost all energy on this bit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Try to find some music. I was going to be Alicia Keys saying non sequiturs, but. I'm not taking the hit on this one. It's like, I think the mirror kind of killed it a little bit at the top. So. Mirror did great. That, after a, a false yeah, start. Yeah, it's a tough morning. Not on my fault. Not, no, my, not, not my fault. Not you. No. People live, laugh, love. I'm speaking a new language to you. Yeah, it's not doing it. I know. Now that's a, the wrong kind of piano. I agree. Guys in the back don't have any piano music? Nobody can find. I can make a suggestion, Fred, really oh. quick. Play George Winston's song Joy. What's that? Any better? Not bad. People of Earth, I am here. I want you to know we only celebrate positivity. Everyone in the back sent you links to a good piano stuff, and you won't play them. Why is that? I was not aware that they but were sending me. They're, these they're links. sending it to you. Nope. Just put, just press one of their links. Right. Well, then I will search. Jesus that. Christ! That there you go. All right. Why wouldn't you? If people are sending you links, why don't you use theirs? I didn't see it come up. How, where do they if send it? If I don't see it, how do you not then see I it? I can't find it. We got to work on that. <laughs> how come you don't see it? Because I've got like three other screens on that screen. Three other screens on that screen. That's correct. Three other pages. Three other I've got pages. YouTube. I've got a music. I know. Yeah, but why don't this you? This is feeling like Orson Welles and the Gunk. Yeah, but why don't you just? This is a Gunk. Why don't you talk to the guys about like, like? If they're sending you stuff, being able to see. Yeah, it. like that would have helped you while you were vamping there. Well, I'm looking on that screen for the music stuff. Okay, so it's the same screen. Uh, ponder. <laughs> Reject the negativity. Uh, everybody here at the Grammys, <laughs> I want you this, to live and show. live, and I want you to laugh, and I want you to love, and then I want you to eat and pray, and amen, amen. Get rid of the negativity right now. Let's let's clear the air of Fred. <laughs> and Robin, I want you to to run your hand along your vagina and smell it. Take a good whiff. Get rid of all that negative energy. And just smell the positivity. <laughs> and I want everyone at home who has three or more screens in front of them to find the right screen to look at <laughs> at the right moment. And let's all come together, except for Fred. Let's move away from Fred, and let's move together away from him. 
everybody and send them back to Mars. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you think of that? The pummeling's starting in there. Yeah, it sure is. Breathe in the love. Breathe out the negativity. I in feel with, it. Don't it, you Do you feel, feel the love? Breathe, breathe it in, Robin. <laughs> and then breathe out all the Fred. I mean negativity. <laughs> I am speaking a new language to people. Not one thing she said made sense. No. And everyone was like, okay. And it was complete. It was like gibberish. That Larry King yeah. article that he used to write with the dot, dot, dots. Right. It made no sense. Nothing was related to the next thing. No, it was just like. Proud to be here as an artist, for the artists, with the people. And I feel the energy of all the beautiful artists in this room. It's going to be an amazing night. Amazing night. Because it's a new decade. It's a new decade. It's a new decade. Just you can say, say it over and over. Twice. It's a new decade. It's a new decade. I want you to reject the ne- the reality of our negative world and love. Uh oh, Jim Meyer's on the phone. The head of uh, Sirius he wants Which? to fire Fred. Oh dear. Oh, very good. Thank you, Jim. Jim, it's okay. We got the. There was one time he couldn't see the screen. What the fuck is going on in there, Stern? <laughs> I don't know. Your shit, Fred. You can't get a fucking goddamn. <laughs> We're running an empire here. You guys just bought the, that 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 streaming service. What is it called? Pandora. XM Pandora. God bless us. And how are we going to get subscriptions if we can't get a goddamn piano By the way, Jim. We got every piece of music there is, right, Jim? Everyone was sending Fred links. He he can't see them on the screen. God damn it. Time is money, Norris. What the fuck? You're on thin motherfucking... <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Jim loves the show. Reject the negativity, Jim. Damn. Damn. I got to go put on coffee house and calm the fuck down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even find piano music. That's so soothing. Yeah. Why do you have piano music? That's exactly what I was looking for. Hold on. I can't hear you over the construction. What was that? <laughs> Are we still doing construction? <laughs> that an inside joke <laughs> all right uh oh where was i i'm at the grammys right oh you're yes. talking to the artist talking to the artist talking to the people trying to keep everyone happy and keep the negativity far away in space i'm looking up in the sky space and stars equal reality without darkness it's amazing i want to say something really amazing <laughs> nick knack paddywhack Give a dog a bone. Because <laughs> we're a galaxy of hope. And everyone knows it in this room. Do you feel it? I feel the galaxy of hope. And you know who feels it? All the children. Chilling. <laughs> love is in the room. And love heals all wounds. And love is the cure for whatever ails you. Love, 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 sweet love. Over the rainbow, water under the bridge. No color, just love. Do you see color in this room? I don't. I do not see color. I see only love. And you see love, and I see love. We want to feel safe in our diversity. See, that was mm-hmm. a good line. That was a good one. <laughs> How many letters are in the word love? 
Five, four. Wrong. Unlimited. Unlimited. That's right. You don't see letters. You just see the love. <laughs> and look at the rain outside. The rain is tears falling from all of your beautiful, enlightened faces. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. I'll tell you, I could do all this. I could be a host if that's all you're looking for. Might have trouble with the piano music. But. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend is picking it that night. It's time for newness. Time for newness. There, it is. It is. It is time for newness. A cold is the body's way of crying. <laughs> A famous soul once told me that. A beautiful soul, and that beautiful soul's name was. Miss Ophelia Quiver. <laughs> a cold is the body's way of crying. Wow. <laughs> and we refuse the negative energy. We refuse the negative energy. Boy, she's got some rap, huh? She knows a lot of shit. I don't know that she knows anything. <laughs> you think there's a big empty head in there? <laughs> you know, folks, inside all of us is a child. And inside of that child is a smaller child. And inside of that smaller child is a little tiny acorn. <laughs> what do you think of that? For something that don't mean anything. <laughs> and you know, you can feel the golden streams of positivity flowing everlasting into lifelong winds. Lifelong winds, positivity, golden streams. The winds of change are oh, blowing. Yeah, the winds of change <laughs> are a blowing. <laughs> Souls in peace and community. You get me? You get me? You feeling me? Do you know that babies are born with all the wisdom in the universe? All the wisdom in the universe. And I'm feeling it right now here. Gonna pass some wind right now into this microphone. Is it the wind of change? Here is the wind of change. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this microphone go near my asshole. Listen carefully, Robin. Did you hear oh, it? Oh, I heard the wind. The of winds change. of change. You could actually feel it coming out of me. Oh, and it smells. <laughs> change has a bad smell. Well, change has a good smell to me, but everyone else hates it. <laughs> If you want the best the world has to offer, offer the world the best. Ah. A stitch in time saves nine. And a bird in hand is worth two in the bush. And speaking of bush. <laughs> Refuse the old systems. Refuse the old system. Feel me on that. Yeah, honey. Amen. We want Amen. to be respected and safe in our diversity. Mm -hmm. We want to be shifting to realness and inclusivity. Do you think the people the we audience should be shifting to realness and inclusivity? Yeah, we do actually, don't but we? But where's what's realness? You know what it is. <laughs> Come over here. I'll show you what it's real. I've got six inches of real right here, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she's talking about. I think I understand inclusivity. Mm -hmm. Trees of life blowing in the breeze of forever with our souls upon eternity. Because uh, listening to her, I don't think she's ever been real. <laughs> oh, there's nothing real about her. She's on the ozone. Imagine what is she like? Does that? she talk like this every day, all day? Uh, I think so. Oh, dear. You think she was high? 
I wonder. I wanted, I wanted to say, yeah, I think she's high. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Real talk. There's a lot going on. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, getting a little under my skin. So I watched that yesterday. You know who was great? Bonnie Raitt. God, that she woman. Was. How does she do it? Just she can, stands there with a the guitar. And she's so full of positivity and no negativity. And Brandy Carlisle has certainly gotten glamorous, hasn't she? Yeah. Well, I saw that and I said, well, who dressed her up? Yeah. She was very, she says, such a talent. Yeah, she is. And uh, who else was good? I wrote down a couple of names. Yeah, I, I don't know. That that was it. I did watch that Usher performance. That was good. Who? As Prince. Evan yeah, Usher was really Prince good. Tribute. And I like that FKA Twigs dancing around on a pole. That was nice. I was laying in bed this morning. I couldn't sleep again and uh, reading the newspaper. And I was reading. Um, this is this is this is. I got to say this. You got to say it like Alicia Keys. <laughs> I want to be. Very, I want to be filled with positivity right now. <laughs> and I want to say that the New York Times. You know, again, I hate this whole thing with fake news and the new york times is the greatest i told you it's the eighth wonder of the world it is such a fabulous newspaper i couldn't sleep and i and i subscribe to the new york times on my kindle mm-hmm. i like to read it that way uh because i'm old and the print is big <laughs> <laughs> i find that i can't read the paper anymore but they they're doing a thing in there now this is why they're brilliant they're they did an obituary of they're doing obituaries of people who didn't get uh, an obituary in the New York Times when they died, but they were important people. And so they go back in time, and they were back in the 70s when a, a musician named Judy Sill, J-U-D-E-E, Judy Sill, died. And she was a musician. And I had never heard of her. And Judy Sill died in 19, I, I want to say 1976, somewhere uh-huh. around there. and. She's a young woman, 30s. She was the first artist to be signed by David Geffen. Artist? Artist. <laughs> All the artists in this room, I want to celebrate you. <laughs> when you can't find the sunshine, be the sunshine. <laughs> but Judy Sill was a, a, a young uh, artist who uh, was signed by David Geffen when he first started his uh, record label. And, uh, of course, subsequently went on to sign lots of different artists and become very big. But he heard Judy Sill, and he thought she was great. And there weren't a lot of women uh, solo performers who wrote their own music at that point. You had Joni Mitchell and such. And they even say in the obituary, everyone compared her like with Joni Mitchell, but uh. she was more like other uh, artists 